1: Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money.
0: She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred and two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is,
2: Andrea Kay. It's a
3: woman's work. Indeedy it is. Indeed, It is a woman's world, particularly thanks to one woman out of Florida, a certain district court judge. Let's see what her oh, name my. Mm-hmm. Judge Catherine Mazel. Shout out to you, girl, for all the way from the left coast down there to Florida. We're going to chat about her uno Momento in just a moment. But y'all can tell, I was going to start out by wishing you all a happy tax day, because this is tax day. You got a little extension, because the 15th happened over the weekend, so you got a little extra day. So, and I'm sure that you were all happy to celebrate tax day today on the April 18th, even before you got that great news. So we're going to be talking, though about Tax Day and what y'all get for your $30 trillion in debt and the money, mo' money, mo' money, mo' money that you keep giving the federal government. We got that to talk about and more on tonight's Andrea K Show. I want you to call in and tell me, are you happy for what you've gotten for the $30 trillion in debt? What do you think about this judge in Florida? I'm going to be giving you that, stu- that scoop in a moment. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We also got a little social question. I'm I'm loving chatting with y'all about things um, besides just politics because I love y'all and I love what's going on in your lives outside of just politics. And so, um I saw a question on one of the socials the other day and I immediately of course I had to chime in because you know, I give my opinion on everything. <laughs> Besides just politics. So here's the social question for the day. And you know why I always know when I've got a good social question? When my man here is just like ready to jump in when I tell him, "Here's an idea." Save it for air. Yeah, and he wants to jump in and give me an answer. I'm like, "Save it for air, man. Save it for air." So here's the social question for you guys today. What's one thing that destroys marriage? What's one thing that destroys marriage? 888-344-1170. Before I get into our opening topic of the day, y'all heard that voice already. It's DJ Potato Skins.
0: Unanimous potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. (laughs) DJ DJ Potato Skins. DJ
2: Potato Skins. Well, I would say, Andrea, that the probably in my mind, number one thing that would destroy a marriage from either side of the equation would just be lying. You have to be honest. No matter what troubles you're going through, you have to stay honest. And if you don't, it's not going to work.
3: I'm not going to spend much time on this. But man, men out there, hear me out real quick. And then I got to get in the top, dot, top. You best be lying. You best be telling your woman she looks great. If she asks you, even if she doesn't, okay, sometimes you do got to fudge a little bit. Um, I don't agree. You, you got to stay. Well, the, you know, y'all can chime in 888-344-1170. And it doesn't have to be what you think is the top issue because I think it can depend on de- See, de- I don't have to people. worry about
2: lying because I, my fiance looks beautiful all the time. I,
3: yeah. uh Good cover. She is. That's but not a cover. That's I, the truth. It is the truth. But I'm saying that, you know, there is – I think it's okay to fudge the truth a little bit on the unimportant stuff. Like if I've if worked all day making an incredible meal, I don't want to hear that it's terrible. Um, I, I, it doesn't have to be the top issue. I would tell you what I think is a top issue or an issue that will destroy marriage, and that's pornography. We, um, we know that it can destroy marriages and the lives of adults, but yet we're teaching it to our children. So 888 344 1170 if you want to call in. Got to, got to move on from there, but, it, but we will take your calls if you want to tell us um, something that destroys marriage. Okay, let's, open, let's get on uh, the great news. <laughs> district Judge Catherine Mizell out of Florida. She's a district judge, a Trump appointee, and apparently a gasp. <gasps> oh my goodness, she actually clerked for Clarence Thomas. So how in the world did the, did this woman end up, a, you know, a, a judge? Because, you know, um, clearly he's, you know, um, he's disgusting. And I, I, that's all I'm going to say there about that, because it, it got actually racist today with people posting pictures of this woman. But let's talk about what her genius was today. She issued a ruling. Overturning the travel mask mandates that have been dictated by the CDC. And if and as I'm reading, I'm going to read an excerpt from her ruling. It really begs the question why she as the first time as a judge has because there have been other lawsuits filed. Why she as a judge is the first person to step up and do the right thing for the American people to end the abuse of power that has been heaped upon the American people under the phony guise of public health. She says the government purports to discover this unheralded power to regulate how individuals appear and behave in public in a long extant statute, one over 70 years old. She wrote this history suggests that the power the government sees and then she quotes the two, six, four parentheses a is a mirage A mirage. The only reason the mandate cites is the public health emergency caused by COVID-19, she went on in her 59 page. Uh, opinion. She rejected the Biden's administration's argument that it could be imposed by an agency order. She said that the CDC's restriction was a regulation that needed to go through months of public co- uh, comments, she said, because, quote, good cause to suspend notice and comment must be supported by more than the bare need for regulations. In other words, they completely trampled an agency is supposed to put it out there to the American people and get their input on it before they enforce regulations. They didn't do that. And, and, and they did it just because they wanted to impose this regulation. She also held that the CDC did not account for various objections, issues, and evidence opposing the mask mandate. This made the mandate arbitrary and capricious because, quote, irrespective of whether the CDC made a good or accurate decision, it needed to explain why it acted as it did because our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, even in pursuit of desirable ends. The court declares unlawful and vacates the mask mandate. Skins, round of applause. No, that's good. Yeah. It's better than good. SCOTUS, where you been? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, SCOTUS, you denied a lawsuit by some New York City teachers about the VAX mandate. So SCOTUS has denied every case that's come before them in regards to the mandate. But you apply we have,
2: logic to a situation. It's amazing what you come up with.
3: Well, when you apply the law to a situation, right? The CDC are not elected individuals. Nobody voted for them. And this is supposed to be what she's saying here, take out the legalese, is that it's supposed to be we are supposed to be a government of the people, by the people and for the people, not having some unelected hacks, bureaucrats in lab coats, pretending that they're doctors when they're nothing but politicians by the CDC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But of course, the left is hysterical. And, you know, when the left knows that they don't have any legal argument, when their only complaint about her is that she's a Trump appointee who once clerked for Clarence Thomas. And let me tell you, I've got to be careful how I say this. Let me tell you, the pictures that went around of her today with Clarence Thomas reminds me of slurs that used to be used about women when I was a kid in the South, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's racist and it's despicable and it's disgusting. Nobody was posting pictures like this insinuating racist slurs when KBJ had been a clerk for Breyer. You follow me? This is despicable. This woman needs a security arm, by the way. Oh, but, and the left is like, oh, how can one judge? This is a dictator in a black robe, but yet don't they celebrate when they've got a a, a judge somewhere who rules in their favor skins? When it's it's something for the far left agenda?
2: Yeah, the the only way they don't like it is if it doesn't go across their narrative.
3: Yeah, and finally, somebody put a stop to this. Because the mass mandates were supposed to end on March 18th, then they extended it to April 8th, then they came out and said that they were going to extend it again to five three, they were never going to lift these, these mass mandates, never, they were never going to do it, because they needed to have some grip on us, they needed to continue to have the control over us to have us conditioned for their control, so that they could have us nationally on the same dimmer switch that Gavin Newsom bragged about here in California. Yeah,
2: they realized that a lot of people are losing their fear of whatever they've concocted.
3: Yeah. So the masks are a symbol of fear and something to be afraid of. And it's also a symbol of submission. Because remember when everybody was supposed to be wearing a mask, and if you dared to walk into a store somewhere and not wear a mask, which were never constitutional and never lawful, Remember the member that people being dragged out of stores, arrested, shamed, screamed at. Let me tell you, this is a good reminder, Skins. This is a good time to remind people that if masks ever worked, you wouldn't have needed to care whether or not anybody else had a mask on. And oh, by the way, if the shots worked, you would need a mask and you wouldn't care who else had a mask on. Because you're protected. Because you'd be protected, right? Bill Maher Mar, however you say it. Oh my
2: gosh, are we going to agree with him again? Well, yeah,
3: he said some. I'm not going to say it in the crude fashion that he did the other day, but he said nobody keeps the condom on after they have relations, right? So immediately after this, um, we hear that United Airlines and Delta both said there were internal emails that came about. I think United initially made a statement or Delta, some internal emails came about and got reported that they were basically saying that they were going to continue to enforce the masks on their customers and their employees. And then they turned that around. And Amtrak and Alaska both announced that masks are optionals. I, I think Southwest hasn't been has hasn't been reached uh, for comment yet. But speaking of comments, um, we have this from Miss Jen Circleback Clip five.
1: I, I want to belabor this only because we've heard from the airlines, from airport passengers, there may be people sitting in an airport bar watching right now wondering, <laughs> if they're boarding a flight tonight, is the mask mandate still in place?
3: We're continuing to recommend people wear masks. I don't have any update. This just came out through the courts just this afternoon. And as soon as there is an update, uh, we will provide that. To- so they're still recommending masks and uh, that was also um, in a course of questioning. I didn't want to play a two minute long clip, uh, but basically they, they haven't decided whether or not the Biden administration that they're going to fight this.
2: What do you think they're going to do? Do um, you think they're going to fight it?
3: Um, I'm not sure because in the same I think day. they
2: realize they're losing their grip and their poll numbers are going to, I mean, they can't tank any more than they already are.
3: Well, they can't. I mean, they, you know, that crazy Donna Brazil who fed the, the uh, questions to Hillary Clinton in, in a in a debate who then got hired by Fox and another reason to not watch FNC. She had Said today, look, Biden. You know the Republicans are spiraling. They got nothing. You know the Democrats have this great economy. They can. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. They do <laughs> right? Look, I, I think that right now, if this was January, February, I think it might be a different, an easier decision for them than going into May. Where there's primaries right now, uh, midterms coming up on the same day that they released and they removed um, do not travel recommendations. Those were do not travel recommendations were lifted from 90 countries today, and there's not one country that's listed as a level four, which is you can't go to or shouldn't go to. So I, I think that um, I think that it, it will be a, a interesting to see. We know they do not want to give up on our grip. I think what they're going to try to rally, you know, I think they're looking at it and they're not going to make a statement at this point. We have in Florida, we've got a great story for you guys coming up. uh, Speaking of Florida and our man DeSantis um, coming up after the next segment, but MTS down in Florida has said we're still going to require masks. So I think what the play might be is to go local. Because remember back a while back, Biden said, look, he even gave a statement uh, to the American people and he said, Uh, The this will be decided or I can't remember the exact word to paraphrase. This will be a local decision. This this will not be a federal government's salute. The solution will not be the federal government, I think he said. So I think they're going to be looking for Democrat states like us. You're, you're going to continue to have to wear a, a mask on a, on a bus. They're still going to continue to have it be as part of our society. That's why I said a long time ago that what we needed was if the Republicans do take control of the House and, and the Senate, they need to get legislation drafted. At, and I don't care whether or not you expect Biden to, to veto it. You need to draft legislation that says that mandates at any level involving masks and shots in this country are illegal and force it to go to the Supreme Court. That's what we need to have, because right now I don't want to hear that we've got red states, blue states. I don't want to hear. And I said this the night of the State of the Union dress when conservatives were like, oh, see, the masks are gone. They don't care about covid anymore. And then they extended the mask mandates on travel. They've got to have it as a part of our society and hopes that they can continue um, to drag this out with new variants, et cetera. If they
2: don't get it in one one place, they're going to get it in another.
3: Well, yeah, because the Democrats play the long game. Right. See, look at look at Republicans one day of out of all of this in the past two years where where Congress doesn't require masks at a State of the Union and conservatives like, OK, problem solved. Right. Squirrel. OK, let's look over here at Ukraine. All right, speaking of looking, we're going to go down to Florida. Such good news coming out of Florida today, because that was a Florida judge, by the way. We're going to give a little time to our favorite governor, DeSantis, down there, who actually banned some math books today. And you might be asking yourself, now, why, Andrea, would DeSantis be banning math books? Because it wasn't teaching math. And you'll find out exactly what they were teaching when you come back. Give us a call, 888 344 1170. If you want to, what do you think about the mask mandates? If you want to call us answering our social question of the day, what destroys a marriage, or any other topics, 888 344 1170. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego.
0: Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, my favorite day of the week. Because it is Monday and I'm glad to be with you guys even though today is tax day y'all feeling like you're getting your money's worth 30 trillion dollars <laughs> 30 trillion in debt <laughs> that reminds me of a story back from many years ago where they we found out the Department of the do was it the DoD I think it was that was paying like three thousand dollars or something for a toilet or something <laughs> it is crazy. Glad to have you guys here with me. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Before the break, we were talking about the breaking news, the phenomenal news that is the removal of the mass mandates on airplanes and federal means of travel, thanks to one brave judge who decided to do the right thing following the law on behalf of the American people. It only took one person, right? It's like that ant pushing a boulder up a mountain, so thank you, Judge Mazell, down in Florida. Speaking of Florida, oh, my goodness. Thank- did our boy Governor DeSantis do something else right? Well, he did. Yes, he did. I'm glad you asked. He banned, oh, my goodness, book banning going on in Florida. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, he banned uh, 54 of its school mask, math textbooks. And you might be asking yourself, now, why would you have to ban a math textbook? Well, because they were, um, the Department of Education down in Florida had back in 2019 passed a law banning forbidding CRT and means of indoctrination into school books. And so when they asked for um, publishers to submit their curriculums and submit their books, they found... I think it was 70, the D, Department of Education said 71% of the material submitted for elementary school students was not aligned with Florida standards. And yes, the, don't be yammering to me about book banning as though you're all about, you know, um, now suddenly you like the book 1984. We've got a central Department of Education. We've got school boards in charge of curriculums. There are choices being made every day in terms of what children are being taught. This is no different than the, than the left banning the Bible out of schools, right? I mean, we, we allow the choices of, of books to be presented to children. Those decisions are being made by the Department of Education at the federal level, Departments of Education at the state level, and school boards at the local level. And so the Department of Education in Florida has banned indoctrination of children. You don't like it. Don't keep, don't put your kids in school in Florida. Homeschool them. Come on out here to California. Where we've been, you know, or or to Loudoun County, where I think they're still teaching pornography to kids. But when it comes to math, this is crazy. Uh, DeSantis said that he banned CRT as a component in Florida schools because it was indoctrinating students into woke ideology. You don't believe me? Here's a case in point. This is uh, from an actual math test. This is math question number 3 and don't ask me to give you the actual answer cuz it's been a long time since um Miss Miss Gryllis, my algebra teacher, who's Greek by the way and fabulous and used to bring in great baklava into the classroom. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Thanks. <laughs> you can indoctrinate me into some Greek food anytime, especially if it involves d- dessert. Okay, so anyway, here's the math question. Why um equals X plus 2, 3 X plus 6Y equals 12. Angelou, as in Maya Angelou, here's the the word question. Angelou was sexually abused by her mother's blank at age eight, which shaped her career choices and motivation for writing. The answer choices are it's multiple choice. A boyfriend, which by the way, Ms. Gryillis never did this kind of this kind of math question in my class, was never in multiple choice. So, answers. Our choices are: A, boyfriend; B, brother; C, father.
2: What happened to uh, the trains trying to get someplace at eighty? You know, at such and such a speed from point okay, A. Okay, you're, you're as
3: bad as, at math as I am. That's not those. That's different than this type of a solve for X. Okay, this is a solve for X problem. Never in my life have I ever had a multiple choice involving uh, math questions involving sexual abuse of a child in math class. And oh, by the way, it's also about injecting a little wokeism in the, in the form of Maya Angelou. And yeah, I read, I know why the cage bird sings. She's, she's a great author, but this isn't the place for it. Question number five. X equals Y minus one. Y equals minus X plus 21. Word question. Trying to support her son as a single mother, she worked as a pimp, prostitute, and blank. Choices were A, bookie, B, drug dealer, C, nightclub dancer. When you were in elementary school or junior high, did you know what a bookie was? Because I didn't.
2: I didn't. You know, my point with word questions was is that you can, you, know, you can have great word questions without having to get these social issues mixed into it that have nothing to do with arithmetic.
3: There is. And, and the publishers came back and said that this was a mistake. This is not a mistake. That's not a mistake. No. A mistake is if you had gotten that because they, they've got the actual numbers in parentheses. So you what all you needed to do for the the way algebra was taught in the day was no words with this here's the problem, and here's the answers, multiple choice and numbers you don't need only the words you don't even need the words. This was not a mistake so this is a way, so then they want the little kid to go um miss Miss Smith what's a bookie right there's so many different ways that this is about, and not just indoctrinating that's bad enough. But the sexualization of her children, memo to me, you know what we need to do, Skins? We need to get a child psychologist on to talk about what happens to children psychologically, emotionally, and mentally when they're sexualized young. We know Billie Eilish, that great singer, has talked about how being exposed to pornography, i.e. being sexualized young, how it messed her up emotionally, mentally, and sexually. If at the open of the show, I put out my social question of the day, what destroys marriage? And I and I answered that question today on social media. I said, pornography. It destroys everything. It destroys relationships. It destroys lives. If it can destroy the psyche of a young man, if it can destroy the psyche of a husband, what do you think it's doing to children? And this may not be technically what you think is pornography, but it's all a part of the same thing. It's about sexualizing children. Why in the world? How disgusting that somebody put in there, Angela was sexually abused by her her mother's blanket age eight. Think about the the concept that that introduces. Why are you talking about sexual abuse of an eight-year-old in a classroom at all, let alone how many kids? I, I, I would like to think that there are some kids out there that don't even know about sexual abuse of a child at all. And if that subject is going to be introduced, it shouldn't be in a math class. Speaking of, um, so hat tip to Florida for that. Um, speaking of classrooms, though, got to quickly move over to Texas before we take a break. Because at an elementary school in Texas, a parent dressed up as the Easter Bunny and showed up at a Texas elementary school and handed out plastic eggs with condoms in them to students.
2: My question to you before the show is, why isn't that person locked up? Good
3: question. Good question. This parent had given the eggs to school children without the school's prior knowledge, according to the uh, Galette Elementary School Principal Tammy Thompson. And Tammy Thompson's letter to parents Thursday afternoon quote: "This letter this afternoon during dismissal, a Galette parent visited campus dressed as the Easter Bunny and handed out plastic eggs. Think about the grooming that's involved there. Grooming. This is what pedophiles do. They find a way. They find access to a child, and they find a way." To get up close to that child, because how many of these children would have anything to and they don't tell you in this article whether or not it was a man or a woman in that Easter bunny costume. But this is what pedophiles do. They need access to children, and then they need to find a way to get into an interaction with the child And this this pedophile did it in an Easter bunny costume. The letter goes on, Thompson wrote, some of the eggs contained candy, and some students were also given unopened condoms. Please know that this was not a planned event nor sanctioned by the school, and we have spoken with the parent about the inappropriate nature of the activity. This is pedophilia, it is child abuse, and this person should have been arrested. Don't tell me Texas is a red state anymore. I'm tired of hearing it. I got even something more to say about Governor Abbott in a um, This was not a planned event, not sanctioned by the school. And we have spoken. Uh, the parent who has not been identified, why? Why do we not know? Why do Texas parents not know the name of this pervert who preyed upon children? So then this parent, and oh, by the way, then this parent left the school grounds after being asked to and then began handing out the eggs of condoms from a public sidewalk. This person should have been hauled away in cuffs. That in your red state of Texas. I, I, I don't know if, if governor, you don't think that this, I don't think this would be happening in Florida. I could be wrong because, you know, Governor DeSantis cannot monitor every school. But this is, this is incredible to me. If you sent your child, your elementary school child over to a family's house and the parent gave him out a condom, what would you be doing? What would you be doing, Skins?
2: You know, Governor DeSantis might not be able to do anything about every school, but something like that happened. I guarantee you he'd be there the next day talking about it, maybe drafting legislation.
3: Yeah, he certainly would. And where's the parental outcry? Where is the parental outcry? I should be seeing on the news right now uh, some rally of parents outside That's a that, huge el- story outside that elementary school. Let me tell you, if that had been my kid and some pervert had shown up at that school and tried to hand my kid... A condom, I'd find out where that person lived and that person wouldn't be doing it again. Not to my child. We're gonna take a break, we come back. We gotta spend a little bit more time in Texas because we gotta we gotta talk the border. Speaking of your $30 trillion in debt, we got our good friend Tom Del Beccaro is going to be here to chat about that. And I want to chat with you, 888-344-1170. Call in now, weigh in on any of the topics of the day. And even if it's something we talked about in the opening segment, 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in. Uh, we're super excited. Talked about the open of the of the show, about the masks on travel is now bye bye We'll see. If the Biden administration does something to turn it around. and then last segment, we were talking about the amazing Governor DeSantis and his book bans today of the CRT. They're trying to get over on our kids. That man is fearless. And we don't know what happened to the state of Texas, why some pervert in an Easter bunny costume was able to hand out condoms to kids. You're welcome to weigh in on any of those topics, 888-344-1170. But now I get to bring in my buddy, Tom Del Beccaro, who is here to chat with me about a couple of different things. Hello. Hello, my dear.
1: How are you doing? Great to be on as always.
3: Well, thank you. Happy Tax Day.
1: I don't know. I wrote some checks today. I'm not so sure I was happy about
3: it. You're not. Why would you be unhappy? Look, we've only got the highest inflation in 40 years. We've got our public education system churning out illiterate kids who can't read or write but love socialism. Let's see. We've got a military whose mission is equity and and not um, equity equally killing our enemies. We're 30 trillion in debt. What's your problem, Tom?
1: Well, this is the benefits of big government. You just described them. They don't solve problems. They institutionalize them and bankrupt themselves along the way.
3: Yeah. And one way they're bankrupting uh, this government is, I was thinking today, $30 trillion in debt. And and what do we have to show for it? Um, an untold number of illegal aliens that are now not just invading us in record numbers, but I've been hearing this, oh, we've got 11 million people living in the shadows since Reagan granted amnesty. We're probably looking at somewhere of 70 million people here. And just in the month of March, um, we had um, 80,000 that were released since, it, and just just uh, those that were actually caught and released, 756,000 since Biden took office, Tom DeBocaro. Um, they're getting free phones, free healthcare, free housing, free in-state tuition. I mean, um, gee, it's, it's a great gig if you can just walk across the border, right?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> and then today the story which we covered at political vanguard is they 22 people from the terror list were apprehended crossing the border, which makes you wonder how many on the terror list were able to walk right across and are now within this country. Yeah. It's incredibly dangerous, but this this is what big government in history was, you know, at a type that, uh, the government of Rome was no less efficient. It, it, it didn't solve problems. You had these big welfare programs, you know, bread and circuses. Same was true at the end of Greek democracy. Governments cannot solve poverty. They never have. They never will. What you can do is create conditions for people to succeed. And, and, but the human experience is not perfectible. And government, may, there's a point of no return. The government can help a little, but if you have too much government, you wind up hurting more. And it's sort of like a bell curve where it helps a little in the beginning, but then it gets so big that it's nothing but downhill.
3: And we're clearly past. We're clearly on the downhill. And you yeah. in your historian, and Tom Adele has written so many books from the divided era and beyond. And in addition to being a very successful business attorney, former head of the Republican Party here, um, the dude who just in glorious fashion destroyed Kamala in a debate. <laughs> if we didn't have these jungle primaries, which kills me. Anyway, um, you are a, a historian. And I've been trying to figure out for a while, are we... Uh, on life support? Are we in the death throes? Are we just stage four? Where are we at?
1: Well, you know, interesting you ask. Civilizations have organic periods where they come together and they have a certain verb, a similarity to purpose, and then and, and a belief system. They believe in God, and they believe in their nas- their nationalism civilizations die in doubt when they doubt their purpose, they doubt God, and they doubt their nationalism. Mm -hmm. So for America, that started in the 1960s. That was the inflection point. We grew basically together. We had some pretty big disruptions with the Civil War and the like, but we were the land of opportunity and that lasted. We believed in democracy and being the arsenal of democracy. We Entered two world wars for the right reasons and, and succeeded Korea, uh, but the Vietnam War and television began to pull that apart, and so we are um, declining. But the, but history doesn't say you decline in a straight line. You mm-hmm. had with the end of the Roman Republic, you had a what was for hundreds of years a revival, but. So it's hard to say, but we are definitely in a period where Americans don't believe in their own soul. And that's a dangerous position for any for any civilization
3: well it's interesting because i want to play this clip speaking of um a, a american identity and believing in, in in what this country was about and believing in their own soul this is a clip from him, some hispanic americans um from fox news and what they had to say uh, about the illegal immigration crisis clip two i think is it two or seven i can't read your writing seven is illegal immigration cheapening citizenship yes ma'am um,
0: It's not fair for folks like my family, folks that I know that are doing things the right way and then willy-nilly let someone else come in and not do things the right way. It's unfair for all parties involved.
3: Biden's message is, come on over, we'll help you. You'll get something, we're here for you. They're gonna need the government to survive. So the end result of that is socialism. Yeah. yeah. We don't want socialism. I just found that so striking, Tom DeBacaro. Your response? Yeah. People need to
1: remember that the United States doesn't have a common DNA like, say, uh, Japan or the you know, Englishmen or the French. Our DNA is the social DNA of opportunity, those who believe in the land of opportunity. And so that's why people came here for centuries that's not the case in some regard now and plus it's so lawless now Mm -hmm. and and if and i wrote about this fox business a couple of years ago socialism would be the so dangerous for america because if we lose that commonality opportunity then and we don't have this the sense, you know, the French how they hang together, or the or the English that, you know, uh, English common sense. We don't have that cultural sameness. Then we'll be at each other's throats, and that's why in periods of excellent economic growth, we tend to ha- not we we are more cohesive. But when in bad periods, we tend to turn on each other, not uh, in a nationalistic way, saying we were here first or. We're this nationality and you're not. I think for most of my life,
3: I think for most of my life, the American culture was well intact. It was about opportunity, not entitlement. It was about, um, you know... um, what was it? Apple pie and Chevrolet, hot dogs, apple pie and Chevrolet. And, you know, we we had an American culture, Route 66. Yeah. And that this country, you know, it, it, and it really crossed all socioeconomic lines. And it was about it was it wasn't about entitlement. And and, and we and, and one example of unity was after nine eleven. Right, in which you had Congress pe- praying on the steps and and a, and and a revival of turning to God. And we were all united even around George W. Bush. And we were united around opportunity and and who we were as a nation. And so much of our, so, uh, our fabric as a nation was about our military and that we were the force for good in this world, not bad. And so I really think it's, I think it started back in the 60s, like you said, but it's really amped up since Barack Obama. I think is really when it really took flight, and I was encouraged to see in terms of where we're at. It's encouraging to see um, some um, Hispanic Americans speaking out and speaking the truth. It's unfair what's going on. Um, they're they're coming here, going to be dependent on the government, which is why the Democrats want them here, and it's going to force us into socialism. I got to take a break because Tom's going to stick around with me. Because speaking of opportunity. The land of opportunity has just blessed that Hunter Biden and Tom's going to weigh in on that when we come back. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to the Andrea Show. Did y'all know we got a 24-hour hotline? You can give us a call. I don't know if you even knew this yourself, Tom Debecaro. 24 hours a day, you can call us here, 844-814-5227. Yes, you can email me at com. Somebody just did during the break and didn't leave a message. It was blank. <laughs> um, I'm giggling because I love during the break that I heard that Disney is down, continuing to plummet. Go woke, you go broke. Um, staying with me over the break is my buddy Tom Del Beccaro. Glad to have you here with me, my friend. Did I lose, Tom? Nope, there I am. There no, you are. What, what, what'd what you do? Uh, hey, did you go throw some clothes in the dryer? Where'd you go during the break?
1: <laughs> and I, I think it's great that people are voting with their dollars. And- yeah and crashing uh, uh, disney i mean how ridiculous people need to understand they go to you take someone to disney to, to escape not to be taught a lesson
3: well yeah that and, you don't want to hear well oh by the way i mean somebody pointed out, i think it was dennis prager might have pointed out i think i saw the other day he was like look disney you know, you're going after the kids, but do y'all not realize it's the parents and the grandparents that have been footing the very expensive bill all these years um, for Disney? And you might want to be paying attention to who your real demographic is, right? And it ain't the the six-year-olds because they're not the one paying the $1,000 a night to, you know, stay at the California Adventure Hotel. Um, exactly. Ex- yeah. So um I wanted to pick your brain since you are an attorney on um, the Hunter Biden situation because I I saw Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch uh, had an interesting comment today and I haven't spent a whole lot of time on the story because you've been coming on the show for years, Tom Dubacaro. How much time have we talked about the FBI covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton and then the phony Russian collusion witch hunt with the FBI and the DOJ weaponized? I said from the jump, nobody was ever going to be held accountable and nobody of, of any importance has. Same thing with the Hunter Biden story. It's like it's not of importance to me if somebody's not going to be held accountable. And then Tom Fitton had this to say today, which I think may provide a means to actually do that. Um, clip number two, Skins. And the emails implicate, it looks like to me and to pretty much anyone else's look
0: at this, his father in this what I would call a RICO scheme, a racketeering operation uh, to use the president's office or the, at the time the vice president's office Uh, to uh, bring in cash uh, to the Biden
3: family machine. So we got this RICO statute. Is that maybe a a way that um, maybe through a U.S. attorney's office, if we've got a Republican somewhere to where we can actually see somebody held accountable? Well, so the RICO
1: statute was, of course, created to deal with the mafia because you had a mafia godfather who told low-level criminals, you go steal there and you go murder there. But there was these layers in between, so they couldn't charge often the big guy, even though he was the guy who created the scheme. Notice I
3: said the big guy. Uh, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. I saw what you did
1: there. So, so the theory here being that maybe Hunter Biden did a crime over there, or maybe he did a crime uh, in a different place, and maybe someone else was involved. But if they were doing it for a common benefit and they were benefiting people up the ladder, that's the analogy that Tom Fitton's making. It's an interesting analogy. It allows two separate crimes that are seemingly separate to be tied together if there was a conspiracy to benefit a few with the proceeds. We'll see. Um, we'll also see what Mr. Durham, you know, Mr. Durham's had more pointed filings than all the attorney generals of the last mm-hmm. five combined. Um, but it, it's an interesting thought. Uh, look, could you imagine if a Republican son remotely <laughs> did something like Hunter Biden?
3: look, if this was Don Jr. or Eric or Lara Trump, they'd all, they'd already be in the pokey. They'd be within, in the gulag with the rest of the Jan 6 defendants denied bail. Yeah. We know that would have happened. And you know what? Had the Republicans, when they had the opportunity during this Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment crap, they could have brought Hunter Biden, because what, what the Democrats would have then, they were the ones that did that phony. The, the, uh, the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment was about covering up these very crimes. And the Republican had an opportunity to bring hunter biden and joe biden in then and they didn't so um i need to see we've only got a minute left i need to see and hear republicans running for office and certainly running for re-election to be making some promises that they're going to actually start holding some people accountable if they ever want my vote again 30 seconds wrap us up tom deba
1: yeah look you're you're frustrated you're also frustrated that republicans get an office that don't shrink government it's not sustainable uh, and you know, big government usually means big corruption. It always has in history. It doesn't mean everybody's involved is corrupt. Is corrupt, but it's real easy to hide your corruption.
3: Always good to be on. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Yeah, and it's even easier to hide your corruption when you've got the media as propagandists, when you've got big tech who wouldn't allow the New York Post to, to run the articles back in October of 2020. We know that's why they're trying to fight Elon Musk taking over Twitter. And so we're going to actually talk about that in our next hour. Thank you, Tom DeBacaro. Thank you to the listeners. Hey, don't go away. we got another hour of the Andrea K Show coming up, and we want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170. 70 the answer San Diego don't go away